going on guys welcome back to pure evil and i'm so excited to be here not only because it's friday but because we got one of my boys here on the phone which we haven't really talked to in about i think three maybe four years and he's had a huge weekend man so let's welcome back dakota cochran here on pure evil mma what's going on dakota you just had an amazing week didn't you yeah it was uh it was a hell of a weekend that's for sure and then crazy uh crazy week trying to get back on track with work and everything let me ask let me ask you this to start things out is this the highlight of your career i mean if you look at your career in, in, in a nutshell i mean you've been on the ultimate fighter everyone was talking about you uh more now i feel than they were back then with the wins that you've been getting over you know former champion like uh, johnny hendrix and then this past weekend against uh you know chris Liebig. so is this the highlight is this the high of your career right now yeah, man, it's fun. Uh, I, I don't really think of it that way. I just feel like, you know, whatever they put in front of me, I'm going to try to go kick their ass and, and uh, just move on, you know. I, I, I'm enjoying the competition, and, uh, you know, it's fun getting to compete against these high-level guys like Levin, who I've watched for years, and I, I have mad respect for. So, yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, can we talk about that, man? Because of your last couple of wins... There's there's such big names, and you just brought up that you've been watching, you know, Chris for years. Were you a little nervous? Like, what is that like going into a fight against somebody that you know you may have looked up to in the past? Is it a little weird, or do you really not look at it like that? Like, what is that like when you get offered these fights? Uh, no, I I really don't look at it that way. I guess uh, I look at it more of more of a challenge because. They have a big name, and you know it. It it's good to beat those kind of guys. Uh, the only thing that was leaving was his size was the only thing I was worried about. You know, because he's naturally a bigger dude than me. So that's that's really the only thing I was like, well, it's gonna be a hard ass fight because he's a, he can be a big tough bitch. And especially after his last fight, I mean, that was pretty impressive what Lieben was able to do to his last opponent. I mean, this is uh and an exciting time right now in combat sports. I mean, back in the day, you know, even two years ago, UFC was the leader in combat sports. Now, Bellator is doing way better than they have in the last five years. You got BKFC in just six events, you know, blowing up. I, I, I believe, at least I, I'll say this for myself and for what I'm seeing on social media, more people are watching BKFC than there were UFC, Bellator, or even Glory. So it, what's the biggest difference between fighting for this promotion compared to any other promotion before in the past? What's, what's the biggest difference? You, you know, something I noticed was, obviously you're going to have, you know, all the fighters are going to be tough. So if you have a promoter who truly promotes the event, you know, it's, it's going to succeed. So that's that's something I noticed that David, he does, he, he promotes the, the hell out of this show. And it really shows, like, how much work and effort he's put in to promote it uh just by seeing like how many how many um, how much media was there you know and all the interviews and all, all you know all the work behind the scenes you can definitely tell he's he's putting in some long hours 
Now, can we talk about this fight really quick? I mean, how did this come about? Did they just immediately offer you this fight and you immediately agreed to it? Or did they give you options? How did this fight really come into play? Well, a while back, I was supposed to fight Brennan Ford. Oh, yeah. Something, something didn't happen. Uh, and then those two got matched up. And uh, then he texted me. He said, hey, Ward might be out. Um, would you be interested in fighting leaving? I said, hell yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm always interested in a fight. So then uh, I, I really didn't even think anything of it. Didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, and then it, like a couple of days or like a day later, he's like, all right, uh, you, it's on. I just gave him a thumbs up. Said, okay, let's roll. <laughs> now, before we go any further, I just want to give uh, – I, I just really want to give our thoughts, and uh, I really hope that he's doing well because he's from right here in my state, and it's unfortunate that you weren't able to fight him. It's unfortunate Chris wasn't able to fight him. I really want to see Brendan back into the into the scene, whether it's MMA or, or, or BKFC, whatever it is. I hope that he's doing well, and uh, let's just uh, bow our heads really quick and just hope that he can uh, – go through his journey and come back on the other side. Now, moving forward with this fight, man, bring us through it. Was it what you expected? Uh, what was it like fighting Chris? Uh, you know, we obviously knew he was going to be big and strong. Um, so we, we just had to make sure we had a good game plan uh, about moving in and out and trying not to get in a fist fight with him. Like, you know, it's not, not a brawl. But uh, that obviously didn't happen as, as much as I would have liked. I, I took it on a week notice, so I wasn't in great fight shape, obviously. So uh, by the third round, man, I <laughs> I asked my corners, I said, what round is it? And they're like, it, it's going into the fourth, bro. And I was like, oh, okay. So literally, I, I mean, I couldn't move my legs hardly at all. Wow. It's not in good shape. And... Uh, so that last two rounds was basically all, all hard, you know. So you've actually had almost about 50 uh, MMA fights at this point. Was it the true vet of you that like came out, like the true heart of it all? Like, what, what, what did you have to do in those moments to really keep pushing forward and make sure that you secured the win? Because BKFC, they really expect you guys to keep high pace. Yeah, it's... Uh... I honestly think it's all in your head. You know, if you if you really want to win that fight, you're gonna put your heart and soul into it. But you, you like you could find every excuse not to finish that fight hard and be okay with a loss to leave it. You know, and I still wouldn't look too bad. But man, I I just like to compete, and that's why I compete. I I want to have. I want to have my best performance, whether I'm in shape or not. I want to go out there and try to win. So that's that's just a competitor in me. Now, I, I've been doing sports. Anyone that even exercises or uh, competes in really in, in anything that includes, like, that really asks everything of you, whether it's your cardio or, you know, even your heart when it gets to those moments, what is it like? in those moments in a fight where it's like you really feel your legs giving out underneath you, you're exhausted. Does every, do you kind of just like hear footsteps? Do you hear the crowd? Like wh what is really going through your head in those moments where you feel so exhausted and you've still got 
you know, maybe four minutes left uh, to perform. What, what, what's really going on, if you could paint that picture? Uh, <laughs> so so it, it goes on spurts. Like, sometimes you're, like, in survival mode, you know, when he's had his flurry, but then you, like, you get a good connection, and then you're like, yeah, let's, let's try to finish this fucking fight. And then, you know, it just kind of goes in spurts like that. But you always, you got to keep that positive mentality. I feel like that's definitely the vet in you speaking here because I'm sure you've been in a lot of fights where it's like you're in that same position and like you just said, sometimes you just want to go in there and empty the gas tank and just finish the fight. But this time around, I feel like we see this in Dustin uh, Poirier's performances as of late. Instead of going there and exchanging and risking it, he actually takes a step back instead of, you know, pushing on the gas pedal. Is that where you're at right now in your career? And, uh, is that due to how long you've been fighting? Um, I, I guess, what, what are you Just smart, just, you, you feel like you're a smarter fighter. Like, when you get in those moments when you feel like you just want the fight to end. You feel like you're a smarter fighter now, obviously, than any time in the past, correct? Like, Yeah, you're, you're smarter with your energy, but I would say the, the willing, like the, the will to try to finish the fight and still still in the fight, um, that, that is just all mentality, no matter if you're young or a vet, you know, I think you still have to have that fire. Uh, and that's, I think, a lot of older guys, they, they lose that fire of, yeah, I, I want to finish the damn fight rather than just survival, you know. So I, I feel like you got to have a good mixture of the two to excel in this game. Now, how does, your, how does your family feel about this? I mean, you have a full family. You have a beautiful wife. You have a couple of children. I mean, you, you're, you're a family man. So how, how does your wife and your kids feel about you fighting in this organization? Uh, yeah, they're not, like, super excited about all the, <laughs> especially I've been fighting some big guys, you know, yeah. so they're not exactly my in my normal week time. So that part she wasn't excited about, but, you know, she, she knows she's not going to talk me out of it, and she, you know, she, she doesn't try. She just kind of goes with the punches, and she just says I'm going to give her a heart attack. And <laughs> now, uh, honestly, man... Do you let all of your children watch? I know that you got a little one. I mean, what what's the age where you're gonna allow uh, children to watch their father or their mother, whatever it may be, uh, perform in this sport? Because if we go back to remember uh, the the Fedor versus what was it the uh, Mark Coleman fight, how weird that was after for the children that were crying, and then at the end, you know, Fedor and Mark came together and they tried to make it better. We don't want to really see that. We don't see children uh, have to experience their, their parents getting hit. So what do you think the age is to, uh, you know, where, where it's acceptable for a child to watch their parent uh, compete in this sport? I think it's all in parenting. Uh, I, I don't think there's really an age. I think it's, you got to parent your, your kids to accept it and understand it's a sport and, like, it's not, a you know, just a fight. Like, I, I have a 14-year-old, a 9-year-old tomorrow, um, and a three-year-old, so all of the, all of my kids watch the fight, and, you know, they, they know daddy goes into a fight, but they also, 
they know I, I take it with a, a lot of respect and I give my opponent respect and I'm not going to bad mouth and trash talk. And, uh, you know, I, I, t- I treat it as an actual sport and you have a winner and you have a loser and, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. I totally so agree I with- think it's just all in, all in parenting. I totally agree with that statement, man, because I feel like there's a lot of kids out there that might grow up, be like, oh, my, my father's a boxer, my father's a, a fighter, and they might be a, a bully in school. So how do you explain it to, like, how are you going to explain it to your youngest uh, when he comes of age? What, what do you usually say to, uh, you know, make it normal for them to understand what you do as, a, as to make money for them? I, I just... Like, my nine-year-old, he's, you know, he's in wrestling. So I just tell him, hey, you go out there and do your best. You you try your absolute hardest. And no matter the outcome, I'm going to be proud of you. So that's, you know, I, I preach that every single meet. That way, if you know, if he tries his heart out and I see it, man, I'm ecstatic for him. You know, it's, you're, he, may, he may go 4-0 or he may go 3-1 or... Are you guys a competitive family? I see that uh, your daughter, your your oldest, is uh, a, a basketball player. Are you guys a competitive family like that? And uh, how how do you help her, you know, accept when you know they're in a game and they end up losing? Because it could be a lot harder for children accepting a loss. And you've been there. So what is that like as a parent dealing with that? And are you a competitive family? Yeah, we're a very competitive family. My wife, she was a, a state champion pole vaulter. And she vaulted in college, and, and I was all American pole vaulter in college. So, wow. yeah, that's how we met. And we both are athletes, and we want our kids to be athletes, too. Uh, my, my daughter, she's actually in softball right now and has tons of games and all kinds of stuff. And as far as, like, sportsmanship, we preach high on sportsmanship. If she has an attitude, she, you know, she has to... She, she gets repercussions for that, basically, whether it's grounding from her phone or whatever it is. But we do not allow the attitude when you lose. Like, uh, I think it was the very beginning of her, her career, like in softball, and she had a bad game. And she didn't even talk to, like, the people who come and see her. And I told her, I said, hey, just because you had a bad game doesn't mean you can ignore everybody that came and support you. You know, like if if I lose a fight, do I just ignore everybody or do I come out and appreciate and say thank you to everybody who come out? You know, especially your immediate family, you you want to come out and show your appreciation for them coming out and seeing you. So yeah, that's we we preach high on sportsmanship. Well, let's be real for a second, man. I, I really got to, this is a very serious question. Would you ever want any of your children, you know, being in this sport, of uh, in combat sports, or would you really try to push them down a different path than, you know, the path that you've followed with, uh, you know, being in MMA or being in boxing or BKFC? Would you want that for them, or, or would you push them away from that? No, I'm not going to push them either way. So I'm, I'm uh uh, expose them to obviously like whatever they kind of want if they want to try like my son's in wrestling right now you know if he he loves wrestling so I'm gonna I'm gonna help him succeed in that as much as I can 
Um, but if he wanted to do basketball, you know, that's up to him. I'm not going to persuade him one way or another. It's just I, I know if you're truly passionate about it, you can be good at any sport. But you have to be passionate about it or else you're, you're, you're not going to do well. So that, are, that choice is up to them. These responses, man, are, are just on point. I love it. Uh, in the last three minutes of this interview, I got to ask you what everyone's wondering. Did you and Chris talk backstage? Uh, did you get to talk to him? And if so, what was that like? Uh, no, I, I didn't, actually. Um, I think he, I was getting stitched up, and I think he, he got taken to the hospital, so I didn't, I didn't get to uh, talk to him. But I was very surprised in, in all the interviews he did. He was super respectful. And I was very surprised at that, and I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was happy that he was, and obviously I'm I'm always going to be respectful if if my opponent is. So it was it was truly awesome to fight a guy like Chris and see how how he handled himself in a professional mirror. I also got to ask this man I, I, on such a short notice. How did you think you performed? Are, are you even are you blown away by how you're able to go in there and get things done the way that you did just on you know short notice like this? No, definitely not blown away. But I I just feel like I, I wish I was in better shape so I would have been able to perform better because then I wouldn't have gotten hit so much. <laughs> uh, I could have moved in and out a lot more. Uh, but you know I. Like I said, I'm a competitor, and I'm going to try to win no matter what my circumstances are. I don't, I'm not going to give any excuses and, uh, for if I would have won or lost. That is what it is. No one, no one, most people don't care that I wasn't in shape, or most people don't care that you did on notice. It's just whether you have a W or an L next to it. That's all most people care about. Now, this next, I got two last questions for you. I do a show with James McSweeney, which was also on the Ultimate Fighter Season 10 with Brendan Chubb, Roy Nelson, Kimbo, all, all those guys. And we were talking about BKFC and the difference between the damage of MMA and the damage that you receive in uh, bare knuckle. Now, what's the difference? Because what he told me and what I understood was that even though it looks worse, that you're getting these cuts on, on your face, uh, it, it's really not deep like it's really not that much brain damage like you would get in you know boxing or, or mixed martial arts how, how do you differentiate the damage between the two what, what's the biggest difference is it is it a I safer sport say, than mma or yeah. no i would say it's it depends on the opponent like okay. um when i fought hendrix you know he he hit me and i had some superficial issues and or uh cuts or whatever but Nothing, nothing really hurt. Um, but when I fought Lieben, man, he hits hard. Uh, so it didn't matter if it was bare knuckle or glove, he hit hard. So I, I feel like that one was a, was a tough one to, to fight. And obviously, he, he said I hit hard. So, you know, that's probably the biggest compliment I could have had from him. So, man, that's, that's super awesome. My last question before we let you go here. What's next, man? Are, are we going to see you fight? Uh, how, many, how many times do you want to fight before the end of the year? We got a little bit under six months. We got about five months left. Are you going to get back in there? What, what, are your, what are your plans right now? Are you taking some time off? What can we look forward to with Dakota Cochran? Uh, I'm going to take every opportunity I can. 
because uh, I'm not going to fight forever, and I enjoy it. So that's kind of my mentality. Hey, that comes through. Hell yeah, let's roll. But, uh, I I have a you know I have a business and I, I got to make sure uh, money's rolling in there and we're treating our customers right and everything. So that's my main focus. And then uh, obviously if I get a fight scheduled, I'm gonna train my ass off for it. Just kind of take what, what take what comes to me. Last but not least, it wouldn't be right. I'll get yelled at if I don't ask this. What did you think about the main event between Paulie and Artem? What were your thoughts? But first answer, who are you rooting for, if you're comfortable with answering that first? Yeah, definitely rooting for Artem. Uh, you know, he's just, he, he was a class act and a, uh, seemed like a good dude when I talked to him. Uh, and, man, if, if I was Artem, I would have punched him probably in the wings. <laughs> just, just little things like that. that uh, Paulie did definitely piss me off, and him talking about MMA fans and how they're I don't know not smart or whatever he whatever he said. Yeah, definitely made me root for Artem even more. And what did what did you think about the decision? I mean, how how did you score it? Uh, I would I would say Artem, just because of pure aggression and. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Like, I feel like bare knuckle. You gotta, ha you ha you have to have a combination of being a tough some bitch and skilled. You can't just be skilled and not tough. Cause, I'll, like, that's how I feel. Like, Paulie was. He was skilled, but he's just not tough. And Artem, he's skilled and a tough some bitch. So I think that that's your recipe for being a bare knuckle boxer. Dakota, I want to thank you so much for joining us once again here on Pure Evil MMA. You know what we like to do at this point in the interview. I hand the imaginary microphone over to you. If you have any sponsors, shout-outs, social media tags, the floor is now all yours. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Dakota Cochran MMA, Twitter. Uh, and sponsors have Big Brain, have Twin J, uh, have Green Belly. Uh, my DC management, uh, and my instinct, they're a good clothing company. Uh, I have, shoot, what else? B&B Roofing, um, Stay Out Fit, uh, and I'm sure I'm missing some other people. But your wife, sponsor, your wife. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, and she, she always, she's my... She's my regular woman. She, I mean, she makes the meals for me. She does. She takes care of the kids when I'm gone. You know that. That's super important to not have to worry about and stress about like the kids whatsoever. Like when when I'm gone, because she takes care of that and she doesn't even make me feel bad or bother me like about you know having to deal with all the kids' stress. And so yeah, definitely my wife. That's that is a for sure number one. Thanks, Dakota. Enjoy the rest of your day. We're looking forward to what the rest of 2019 brings, and congratulations on all the success. All right, thank you, man. I appreciate it. God bless. There you guys go, Dakota Cocker, man. It's been about three, four, maybe even five years since the last time that uh, Dakota's been here on Pure Evil on May, man. He's been blowing up on every podcast we're talking. I, I think it's so impressive. I've said this on the last couple of podcasts. Six events in, and BKFC is doing this well. That's amazing. That is, this sport has been around for how many hundreds of years? 
No one cared. There were a couple of uh, bare knuckle promotions out there. BKFC this year pulled out ahead. Man, now they're signing big names. Now there are some takeaways on the competition level in this, but I'm not going to really look too deep into that. I spoke about that with Jimmy Smith from Bellator UFC, now over at Titan FC, if you guys haven't heard. So congratulations to Jimmy. He recently did uh, Invicta. He just moved, matter of fact. Now he's over at Titan FC. So big things for Jimmy Smith. And we spoke about that exact subject of the competition over at BKFC and what he thought about it. So make sure to check that out down below in the, in the playlist here. Whether you're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe down below. I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. PureEvilMMA.com for all the latest MMA news and interviews. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Buenos to the end.